Hi, I'm Wendy Francis, nutrition therapist, emotional eating expert, and entrepreneur. I've helped countless people overcome their obsession with food and weight. Isn't it time you overcame what you had become and ignite who you were meant to be? Your time to become an overcomer starts now. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Overcoming Your Emotional Eating. In today's episode, I talk about the four specific triggers that move you into your overeating patterns. In all my years of private practice, I've identified and organized these to really help you become aware of your patterns. And in that, you can then be able to stop them from happening because you can actually predict what's happening and why. Take a listen to see if you can really identify what moves you into your overeating pattern, triggers you in a way that makes you change the direction and course of what you want to do. And take a look at www.wendyfrancis.com under courses. We now have a new section that will enable you to look at End Your Emotional Eating E3. It's an online guided course to really help you identify, deconstruct, understand, define, and move into different patterns with your emotional eating. Thanks so much for listening. So thanks everybody so much for joining me. Always excited to be here. And today I'm going to be talking about Something, well, I mean, it's something I've talked about in the past, but what we have done is in compilation on the www.wendyfrancis.com website is we've actually put up the courses that we've done. Um, We really worked hard, myself and my team worked hard to really get out there some more information on Uh, emotional eating and how to help stop that. I know that not everybody has issues with emotional eating, but we know that 86% of anybody that's trying to lose weight or change their body has some facet of emotional eating, may not be extreme as um, binge eating, but may be an emotional component. And tonight, I'm going to actually talk about one of the modules that I did for E3, End Your Emotional Eating, which can be found under the courses section of www.wendyfrancis.com. What I did for E3, just kind of a labor of love, uh, and it's been evolving over the last eight years. Uh, in this last compilation, we added actually a lot more audio, a lot more video as technology has evolved. Uh, what I did is uh, with my team is put together a lot of what I might do in an individual session with somebody, what I would teach my clients, what I would help them process through and put that in a guidebook and a workbook so that you can in fact dive in on your own and at least do some own exploration prior to either you coming to these calls or doing some own uh, inner exploration or, or maybe working with another therapist or a counselor, somebody that might help you bring that to a different level or maybe even in the clinics that you're at. So what I wanted to focus on tonight was one of those modules because it really 
is imperative that we always look at our triggers. You know, I was just reading uh, something today, actually, that one of my friends had put out on her social media posting that, uh, you know, you can have triggers for negative things and you can have triggers for things like happiness, which was interesting for me to read because the truth is we don't always look at our happiness triggers, which is funny. And she made me really think about that today. Um, but what I want to talk about is your eating triggers. We, we are triggered, so to speak, to eat for many different reasons, uh, you know, that could just be hunger, right? Uh, um, but there's other things that can trigger us to eat that are not just physiological. And it's in those triggers that we can get off track when it comes to our eating. It's in those triggers that we can get off base. And we know that triggers can make us move in a direction that we might not want to go. I always look at a trigger like that initial stimulus that moves the dominoes. Do you ever, when you were younger, maybe play, play dominoes where you set them all up in this real cool pattern, but you might have a couple different paths that converge and this the trigger can take you from going to the left path instead of to going to the right path now maybe you wind up in the same place but a lot of times triggers can actually take people to different places that they didn't necessarily want to be with respect to their food one food can lead to another can lead to another or one bite can lead to having more and more and more of that food, depending on how the trigger works for you. If you don't understand your patterns with your triggers and you don't know which way your dominoes are falling, you can't really get a handle on it and it can sweep you away. So what I want to talk about tonight is what I know to be the four triggers that I look at when I'm working with somebody in order to help you understand what triggers there might be there for you and to look at them categorically in an organized fashion. Because when we have organization to disorganization, when we have order to disorder, we feel more in control, we feel more involved, and we definitely feel like we can do more without awareness. And awareness when it comes to changing is everything. I mean, that's the truth of what we know. You can't just sit back and expect change to happen, right? We know that there needs to be some kind of stimulus. And the initial onset of that can come just by being aware. Just by being aware and understanding what you need to change, or maybe even just getting why you need to change it, can really help you move into some facet of action. Now, most people think awareness is into action. I'm going to tell you it is. I know that when I've taught clients or I've learned something myself that's put something in my frontal lobe, kind of like right in my face. My girlfriend and I were actually talking about something this weekend. 
and um, we were talking about something that I had just recently learned in something I was reading and I was mentioning to her and she was like, oh my gosh, that just kind of hit me between the eyes. Like I never thought about it like that. And the truth is for her and for me, as we were kind of processing and talking through that, once you know something, you can't unknow it. So it does change you if you keep that in the front part of your brain, if you keep it in your awareness. So how do we look at these triggers in order to understand what makes us eat besides hunger, right? I know that hunger, right? If you're hungry, you should eat like that. We know that's a trigger. That's a physiological trigger. But these other four spaces of triggers or types of triggers are not things that we necessarily always need to fill with food. So if we get really curious and we bring some awareness to the table and we really start to understand what triggers are happening when and maybe even why, we can change just by being aware, at least to begin with then you can go further with things. So the first type of trigger that we know impacts eating is emotionality, right? I mean, when we look at emotional eating, right, that is recognizing that the emotion is the trigger. And this can be a pattern of events that occurs where you feel an emotion, could be anger, fear, frustration. I've even worked with clients that feel happiness and happiness can be a trigger for their eating too. So don't discount good emotions and eating. Because I think a lot of times we pin it on the bad emotion, the frustration or the anger, the worry, the fear. The truth is I've worked with many clients that feeling happy or feeling excited can also lead them into a trigger with respect to their eating. So you need to open it up when you're thinking about this, open it up to all facets of eating or all, I'm sorry, all emotions that could lead to your eating. So if you find yourself eating, you can do this backwards in just saying, okay, what am I feeling? If you're not eating out of hunger, then you can go backwards. If you don't know forwards, forwards would mean, um, and if I was sitting in front of you, I'd draw some things on a board, but forwards would mean, okay, I feel the emotion. I take that emotion and I move it into action in my food. Now, what I know happens to a lot of people is that we may not even recognize what emotions that we're in during the day. Always interesting to note that is like, where are you during the day and what are you feeling? Because we're not necessarily taught to do body check-ins or emotion check-ins. We're just kind of taught to go through the day. So one thing you can do to kind of get a handle on how you're feeling throughout the day is really just get a sense of how am I feeling right now? Am I feeling anything intensely emotional? Am I feeling anything at all? And if you can start to recognize that more and more, if those emotions then go into your eating, you can catch it quicker. Now, I've been told, though, by many, many clients, and this is where things can be difficult, not obsolete, not too hard, but just difficult, is that 
if you're not taught how to feel your emotions, if you're not taught how to express them, if you distract regularly from your emotions and you don't really know how to put a name to them, well, it's awful hard then, right, to feel that emotion and know what that emotion is and then know that it's leading you to eat. Like we've got so many steps in there. So I've had clients work it backwards that if they recognize that they're eating, not out of hunger, or even if they're craving and they're wanting to go in their pantry or they're wanting to make that popcorn and sit down and eat it, whatever they're wanting to do with food that they know is kind of outside of their regime, so to speak, that is then that they'll ask themselves, okay, wait a minute, what am I feeling? So that you can start to get a handle on which emotion it is. So that's the first type of trigger. The second type of trigger, and and not as many people talk about the second, third, and fourth type. The second type of trigger is a physical trigger. And I talk about physical triggers a lot in A3 because it's something that we don't think about a lot. And man, is it underrated. We feel so many emotions in our body. We can feel happiness in our body. We can feel sadness. We can feel stress. We can feel worry. We can feel our shoulders tensing. We can feel our eyes twitching. We can feel our legs wanting to jump or bounce around. When our body gives us those signs, those are physical triggers. It might feel like you need your teeth to chew. Or maybe your mouth feels like it needs to have something in it. I've heard many clients say I was tired and I felt like I needed a pick-me-up. My body was tired and I wanted to give it energy to move. So in that, right, we're recognizing the physicality of how our body feels. Those physical triggers can move us into action with our food. I've had this happen so often to clients that I'm almost flabbergasted it's not written more places because I can't tell you how many people when we actually sit down and get quiet and you can do this with yourself you can sit down and get quiet to really close your eyes and feel how your body is feeling inside are your shoulders tense do you feel heavy in your head does your jaw want to move What happens with your chest or the tightness in your chest when you eat, when you don't eat, when you move, when you don't move? Moving into your body is so important. Those physical triggers and physical sensations move us into action in a way that we might recognize even less than emotions. Because you see, we're just not taught to really give our body any benefit of the doubt, which is so sad to me. It's so rare that we talk about how is your body feeling today? And I understand that sounds super weird. So maybe you don't go up to a friend and say it, but, but I will always with clients, with myself, recognize how my body's feeling throughout the day. So I can see if that's shifting my emotionality or if it's triggering me to want to do other things. Those body sensations that we hold absolutely 
move us into action. Sometimes it moves us into action to stretch or get up from our computer, which is fantastic. And sometimes we override those sensations and we sit too long at the computer and then our back and neck hurt later that day, right? Or we develop other things like carpal tunnel, et cetera. So those body triggers are absolutely something to pay attention to. The third type of trigger is environmental triggers. This is also not talked about. In our environment, we can have triggers that impact the cascade of events that occur in our eating. So it could be, and I've seen this happen to many people, you walk in your kitchen, and usually when you walk in your kitchen, you walk straight into the pantry, and you grab X, Y, and Z, and then you come out of the pantry. Well, that's an environmental trigger, right? Or when you open your, you walk in the kitchen, and the first thing you do is open your refrigerator. I can remember doing that when I was little. It's, you know, going into my kitchen, the first thing I do is open the refrigerator. I might not even need to be in the refrigerator. I might not even need to be hungry, but you walk in my refrigerator, my, my kitchen, which was very small. And the first thing I do was open the refrigerator. It was an environmental trigger. It was there. I would just open it and it would just be, and I'd start looking in it. Now, not in not being mindful, right? It's easy then to pick up this or pick up that and just begin eating. So there are environmental triggers that move us into action. So where, could, where else could they be? And they're not just in the kitchen, right? It could be at the dining room table. It could be in the living room where you might sit and watch TV. Is there an environmental trigger there for you just in putting the blanket on, sitting on the couch? And then do you want to snack? Do you want to chew? Or do you want to have something to do with your hands? Those environmental triggers cannot be underrated. And we know that they're there because I've seen it. Now, sometimes those environmental triggers can impact our emotions. I mean, there, there's not to say, it's not to say, I'm not, well, I'm not saying that each of these triggers exist by itself. There is many an overlap in these triggers. So your environment can definitely impact your emotionality which can impact your body, right? So that's where you can see the cascade of events that occurs in our triggers. And that's how they can easily get moving just like those dominoes, one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next, and boom. It's gone so fast, you don't even know how you wound up eating. Fourth, the fourth type of trigger that I talk about in E3 is the food trigger. Now, here's what I mean by that. And this is talked about, but it's talked about in a more of a roundabout fashion. There are two ways that foods can be a trigger. One is a physiological way, and we're learning more and more about what is in our food and what it actually does to our glycemic index, what it does to our body, what it does to our emotionality, or how much we want to eat it. So there's a physiological nature, physical nature to food. And so if there's a high glycemic index, if there's a lot of sugar in it for some people or a high glycemic index, the reality is, is we move really fast around it. It can make us feel more hungry. It can make us feel more racy. And then we're going to wind up eating more of it. I will also tell you the second way that food can be a trigger is in the emotionality that we feel about that food. 
So if you have a real sense of guilt or shame around a specific type of food, well, the reality is then is when you start to eat that food, it's going to spiral one thing after the next, after the next. So you take that bite and then that shame starts to run in your mind. And then you take another bite and another bite because now you're in the shame cycle. And so that's how food can trigger you to eat more, the physiological or the emotional way. So there are these four way, four triggers that absolutely impact how we eat, how much we eat, and what we eat. In really learning about your food and your eating and really trying to take it to the next level to understand and track and tackle your triggers, you've got to understand the four facets of eating and what triggers them. And then be able to be aware of what's happening for you when, if you can decipher those patterns. And that's where you can start to make organization out of something that's disorganized and order out of something that feels unordered. Overcoming is really coming into who we were meant to be, not who we had become. I say that for a reason because the truth is when we stand in triggers all the time, we just become. And it's not necessarily who we really wanted to be. So understanding your triggers and being in awareness is absolutely a way to overcome what you were and move more into who you want to be. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend, rate, review, and subscribe. You never know who you'll help become the next overcomer.